is how far out are we truly planning our business goals? Are we planning them just for six months? Are we planning them a year out? Are we setting a vision that is lasting over a decade? You know what I mean? You may not yeah. be able to, you're not tapping into your five right away, but if you're operating with a sense that in five years, this is where I want to be, in between those, you're going to realize like, okay, in order for me to do that, I got to check this off or I got to check this off. Mm. And so it allows you to balance between when I need to learn something new, when do I need to leave? When do I need to hand something off so I can take on a new bucket of work? And so if we plan more effectively, I truly think that it'll help uh, folks reach the balance of where, uh, you know, they're, they're leading in there and they're getting the proper education and they're getting the right balance, right balance, right balance, right balance. Right balance. is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. of St. Francis Music Technology Bachelor's and Associate's Degree programs allow students to focus on the genre and specific area of the music industry that interests them. With concentrations in audio production, audio for video post-production, live sound, music business, and contemporary artist development, there's something for everyone. Here are just a few examples of students' music. Go to sf.edu to learn more. What is going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, welcome to episode 68, which is the third season for Empower You Podcast. My name is Kipboy Cooper, and I am your host, the founder, the creator of Empower You Podcast. So Empower You Podcast is my baby, and I love it, uh, and I hope you do too. So welcome to episode 68, which is the third season for Empower You Podcast. My name is Kipboy Cooper, and I am your host, the founder, the creator of Empower You Podcast. So Empower You Podcast is my baby, and I love it, uh, and I hope you do too. So if you are online now, I want you to go ahead and share this with somebody. Share it with somebody, okay? We're going to have a really great discussion here. Uh, we're going to be talking about education versus leadership. The entire goal of this season is to kind of broaden our understanding of what education is and what it means and how it looks, right? And um, so to me, I think education has a, a lot uh, of different facets to it, but I'm not an educator, right? And so I figure uh, I should bring in some really amazing minds together so that we can talk about this topic uh, in a way that is super comprehensive and that makes a lot of sense. So today we are speaking with a CEO, a, a youth and parent consultant, a small business consultant, uh, a, a guy I've known since I was a child who has just grown up to do some incredible things, not only in his community, but as a businessman, 
um, and as a true resource for families and young people. And I'm so glad that he's able to uh, be with us today. Um, it's going to be an amazing episode, and I really, I just can't wait to dive in. Okay, so what I want you all to do uh, is go ahead and click like, click share, subscribe, like, all those things, um, because I want you to engage in this conversation um, so that you can uh, be a part of this, this dialogue. Go ahead and send your comments in, anything um, that you think is pertinent, go ahead and send it in. Would love to hear your thoughts on it as we dive into this topic. Okay. All right. So um, our guest for today is CEO, educational consultant, founder um, of, of, of a small business that is helping thousands of families, Quentin Harris. Man, I'm well. I'm well. Can't complain. I appreciate that. Uh, man, that, that amazing intro. <laughs> man, you you you're doing it, man. You're doing it, bro. I mean, there's. It's been great to watch you on on social media, and and I've been celebrating your wins from afar, man. So uh, I'm really hyped to have you here, brother. Uh, I appreciate you having me, man. I appreciate this opportunity to be able to do this work, man. Any opportunity to get out here and really be able to enlighten an audience, enlighten our families, enlighten young people, I'm all for it. So good job, good work that you're doing here. Keep up the great work. Happy to be able to support. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, so I would love for you to take a couple moments and kind of tell us about what you do um, and uh, kind of your path and, and a little bit more about yourself. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I'll start with with my um, formal career before I kind of go into to the work that I've built because that's what's led me to this point. And so it's interesting to talk is education versus leadership because it was indeed working education that led me into much of the leadership roles that I have. But, um, you know, man, the journey started, I would say about 14 years ago, um, working at the Southside YMCA over on 63rd and Stoney. And, you know, somebody saw something in me. And so what that led to was an opportunity to start working in education. And, you know, I had two years of school done at that point. And so I went in uh, through the Illinois State Board of Education. Yeah, at the time, we called a paraprofessional license. I got my endorsement. That allowed me to work in special education in school. So, you know, it, it started as simple as that. And, and um, just really just putting my all into working with one kid. And so the very first kid that I worked with had a learning disability. Um, he communicated through a machine. I forget the company that makes it, but, uh, you know, was not able to, to formally speak. He knew a little bit of sign language. And uh, an intelligent kid, but you know, of course he had that learning disorder. So my role was to one, just get him throughout his school day. I was with him all the time, um, but also working with just socializing. And so that was my introduction into uh, education was special ed. And uh, I I stuck with that work for quite some time. I went to University of Chicago Charter Schools to working for the now Acero Schools. It was Uno Charter School Network back then, but now there's Acero. Um, came back over to University of Chicago, and then I spent a little time out here in the suburbs of Bellevue, where I currently live, working for a Christian school called uh, Mecca Elementary. And so that was the path, you know, started as the para, moved into being a special ed apprentice teacher. During that time, I went back to school. I hadn't finished my undergrad yet, so I went and finished my undergrad at Concordia University. 
took six months off and, and went right back to start my master's program, which I wrapped up about three years ago in 2018. Um, I did a master's in organizational leadership as well. And so through those experiences is what led me to some of the work that I've currently been doing, which about a year ago now, we're coming up on our one year anniversary, I launched Hybrid Focus Consulting. And Hybrid Focus Consulting, the name speaks for itself, Hybrid Focus, we have uh, multi-focuses. The first focus is to empower families and to empower uh, communities. And the second focus is to empower small businesses. And so the reason why those two goes hand in hand, if you look at the data, uh, roughly between 45% to 50% of jobs come through small business. But yet we know that the opportunity is very, very small when we look at black and brown businesses, when we look at venture capital, you know, getting the funds that a lot of our businesses need to get running and off the ground, um, you know, the resources are far and few in between. And so for me, my goal is to on one end, uplift small businesses, help them scale, uh, I have an eye for logistics, and so I can come in and, and look at your model and be able to say, hey, here's some things that we can tighten up to get to this goal. And and we measure that and, and we see what was efficient about it and what was not, and, and we keep moving. And then from the other side, you know, we empower families, we empower church leaders, we empower community leaders to make sure that they're having all the resources that they need to, one, help their young people excel. And so it's a, it's a, it's a twofold process that eventually will meet and so, you know, I have short-term, long-term goals, but ultimately, you know, after maybe a decade of this work, I would like to see some of the businesses that I've been helped scale also employ some of the families that I'm working with their young people. So that is the vision. And then, That's amazing. Um, yeah, and so that was about a year ago. And, you know, JQLR, I'm the CEO, and um, I'm the founder of JQLR, which stands for Just Quick Little Runs. Uh, it's a Chicago-based uh, rental car company that uses Turo as a platform. And so I started Turo, man, three years ago to subsidize my car note, man. It was as simple as like, you know, I paid my car note off. It was the first car that paid off. And I'm like, you know what? I want another car. It had been a couple months. But I'm like, I really don't want to pay a car note. I'm like, I got used to, you know, this few hundred being in my pocket every month. And so I was like, how can I get a new car and not pay the note? And so I did my research. I had a friend um, who, had a, who had a friend who was also on Turo. He was like, hey, man, my buddy does this Turo thing. Look it up. So I did my research and, you know, I took a, a leap of faith. It was a risk and I put car on Turo. And here we are three years later, I've scaled it, you know, post pandemic. Um, I partnered with uh, my brother and best friend from high school. And we have a fleet of 14 cars now. And, um, you know, we're doing some great things. Uh, it is really growing exponentially. I'm, I'm looking to be at 20 cars by years in and maybe 50 cars by the end of 2022. Wow, man, that is incredible. I love the the okay. the ingenuity of the way that you're thinking about, you know, uh, how you moving through space. You know what I'm saying? Like it because, you know, we're multifaceted beings. Right. So, you know, there are so many different interests that we can occupy and not everybody can do uh, more than one thing simultaneously. And so I think it's really awesome what you're doing, especially with families and, and, and empowering families to, to not only start small businesses, but then to employ other people um, from that same community. And it just reinforces the circulation of the dollar, which ultimately really builds communities. So Absolutely. I think that's just incredible what you're doing, man. Do you think, do you, what, what made you want to get into that kind of work? I mean, doing anything with, with, um, 
quote, special ed students, it sounds way more challenging, right? Um, would you, would you think that you took a more challenging approach to working with students or do you think, you know, it's just kind of par for the course for you? No, you know, I took the opportunity and, you know, somebody saw something in me and, you know, I was a young man who I came up, you know, my father was around. We didn't spend a whole lot of time together and by the time we were, by the time I was about 15, you know, my, my dad and my mom split. And so there was a boy for me, an affirmation standpoint. So I had these talents, you know, it'd be a talent here, a talent there, you know, a mental talent, a physical talent, you know, it was a lot of different talents that I had, but no affirmation. And so, you know, there was, there was no one there to say, hey, you need to take this, you know, don't bury that talent. You need to, you know, craft it, you need to water it. You need to really, you know, make sure that you, um, you know, work with it. And so, I had just been taught, you know, to just give my all, but I really didn't know how to manifest and really grow the talents that I had. It took somebody to see that in me and say, hey, this is a gift. You need to really work on that thing. And because it was someone who I looked up to, it really allowed me to, you know, like, okay, well, I'll try, you know? And so that there came yeah. the opportunity. And there I was working with this young man who many had, you know, struggles to work with. The mom really wasn't, you know, content with the, the, the level of care that he was getting prior to that and to be able to step into that. It took a lot of patience, but that's something that I, you know, I believe that I've been, been gifted with. I have a, 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 a lot of patience. And so I think that was one of God's gifts to me is, is to, to be able to navigate that. And it's funny, I always tell folks, I have patience with young people. I don't have a lot of patience with adults. And so I've been able to work with young people without an issue. And so I was like, man, but, um, but yeah, that's really where it started. It started with the opportunity. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. And 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 those small things, right? You know, the things that don't necessarily look the greatest at first, you know, can really turn into just an incredible lifestyle and impact for so many people. And your education, you know, is is what prepared you for that. And and you know, the 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 character to continue to give your all to a situation, uh, no matter the size of the opportunity. Uh, really, it ultimately makes or breaks whatever opportunity you do have. Do you feel like um, the the principle of giving your all, do you think that was reinforced through your education or do you think um, that kind of carried you through your education? Um, it carried me through. And I say that because uh, there are certain, you know, there are certain things that need to be instilled in you you know, at an early age. And so, you know, these are some of the principles that my mom instilled. And it's funny, you know, I had, I started off my early 20s starting a lot of ventures that I didn't finish. Mm. And it's, you know, this old scripture, you know, I know your, your um, parents instilled this into you, but you know, you train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart. I think it's Proverbs 22, five, if I'm quoting it right, but, um, all of those little ventures that I kind of started off in my twenties and never finished before I turned 30, I completed those things. And so it was, it was, it almost, it didn't take anybody to come tell me. It's almost like something woke up at a certain period of time where it was like, Hey man, it's time for you to take certain, some of these things serious. And a lot of that came from just simply the, the role modeling that, that my mom did for me as a young person and really just some of the things that she was, it was not a non-negotiable for her. And so those things that she implemented and planted to us young, as I got older, they just started to come up as I matured. It's almost like, man, that seed just sprouted. It's like, whoa, where'd that come from? But 
that was just something that was instilled at a young age. So I would say, you know, it was more so that it was there already. And then as I started to get these opportunities, you know, it was that idea of, man, you know, what would my mom say? Or, you know, what would this and that? If I suffered this, I got to give everything I got. And so, um, so yeah, part of it was, you know, doing it because I got on, because I got on, but there's always been a part of me that I'm competitive. And so I've always wanted to make sure that I put my best foot forward. So, you know, there's not many things, even the things that I didn't finish, I did it at a high level until I stopped. And when I picked it back up, I kept it going. And so, um, so yeah. That's dope, man. You said train up a child in the way you should go. Those are those are those are those founding uh, scriptures, man. That all of us uh, recited. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So do you think, um, you know, we're 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 talking about you know leadership versus education, you know, and and leadership. I I I don't, you know. I'm not an educator, I'll put that out first, uh, which is why it's so important that we have these dialogues with educators and people in the educational space. And um, to me, you know, what I notice, you know, even about your story is the fact that you used your leadership skills uh, and used education as a tool. And so to me, you know, I often think that, you know, leadership is more of a priority than education, right? because you have to have the wherewithal to carry the responsibility, whether you're educated or not. And as a right. leader, to think through things, um, it's, it's, it takes more than just book smarts. But, you know, and that's, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, how do you feel like education impacts your life? Um, and, or, or, or do you think that, you know, your leadership abilities and your character traits uh, are more of a, catalyst to success than education you know that's a good question and so i'm a the way that i'm gonna kind of talk about the two i see leadership as a way of being hmm. all right and so leadership is 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 something that um that can be maybe seen or it can be felt but maybe not necessarily you know touched whereas education in many ways, I feel like is is more tangible. You know, for example, um, I take a cooking class. You know, at the end of that cooking class, I'll probably know how to make a meal better than what I could before. Leadership is one of those things, in, in my opinion, that you have to grow into. You know what I mean? It's in the same way that you have to spend, you know, 16 weeks to get those credit hours that you need. Leadership is not something that a person just wakes up and have. They can have leadership traits but those things still have to be tried and true or tried and tested in order to be seen if that's something that's true. And so um, I also believe that before you can lead, you truly have to understand how to follow. Because in order to lead, you have to be able to, in many ways, you know, to predict the needs of the people that you're leading, you know, and, and, and you have to be able to accept the feedback from the people that you're leading. And so at some point while you're following, there's gonna be feedback that's coming to you from a leadership perspective and, and being able to take that criticism and being able to apply that criticism will put you in a space where one day you will be able to lead and be able to give that same level of feedback and constructive criticism, but also be able to take it. And so I don't know that I would say one is more important than the other because in the time that I've had to lead, I've also had to continue learning. And so even with these two, you know, the two orgs that I've started now with Hyper Focus and JQLR, 
you know, there's, I'm leading those efforts, but there's times when I have to stop and say, okay, you know, this is something I'm not familiar with. I need to continue to build my craft. And in order to continue leading effectively, I do need to educate myself. And so I think that the two go hand in hand. Um, I don't know that they sit in separate buckets, but I can understand where, um, you know, leadership is important, but I don't think that it, it, I don't think that it separates fully from being educated because educated like is, it can be looked at as so many different things. You have systematic learning, you know, formal learning like school, universities, but you also have uh, education that comes through experience. I've been to, I travel a lot. And so the most recent place I traveled to was Costa Rica. I had an experience there that helped me as a leader, but it also, it took me further in knowledge. And so mm -hmm. I think that those two things are go hand in hand. Right. So, so maybe it's not, so you said it's, it's not so much that they are, um, different as much as they are they are interlaced in order to be one you have to be the other in order to be an effective leader you have to continue to educate yourself so you can anticipate the needs of the people that you're leading rather than um you know just assuming that your leadership ability can carry you the whole way i think that that's that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense do you do you have any favorite leaders that you try to um it, in, in in body that you try to uh you know that you look up to or that you instruct your students or the people that you're consulting with do you have like a group of leaders that you you know just kind of quote and read up on absolutely um so you know I, I think about leaders you know you have leaders who are you know gone and and, and uh who we've studied over over the course of history um, and then you have leaders who are, are still alive. So like, you know, thinking in retrospect, um, you know, even thinking back to the civil rights days, uh, Malcolm X. And, and one of the reasons why I appreciate Malcolm X's journey so much is one of the things that I believe that uh, education does is it stretches your comfort zone, but it also, Education also challenges your way of thinking. And, you know, we know Malcolm X's story of how, you know, he converted to Muslim and uh, he had to really, he had to really challenge his own way of thinking. And he had to, you know, be okay with what that looked like. And that takes embracing, you know, education. And so, and not being in your own way. In order to lead, you can't be in your own way. And so that's mm. the one thing I preach about education because many times it challenges your way of thinking. It stretches your comfort zone. If you're in your own way, you'll be sitting here looking at facts that are as pure as gold and you won't be able to accept them because you're in your own way. And so I, I really appreciate his story because um, he was able to challenge his own thinking and stay out of his own way to move forward. And as a result of that, look how many people he impacted. So that, I, I really appreciate um, his story. Another person who comes to mind um, is Henry T. Ford. And the reason why I appreciate him is because, uh, you know, I was reading about him and Henry Ford put people around him who knew what they were doing. And so there were many times when, you know, there'd be something that he did not know and he would place people around him who was able to fortify him. So he knew what his weaknesses were. So he puts those people around him. So I think that he is someone, uh, and the reason I say that is because us as entrepreneurs, we have at times, um, we have the, the ability to shoot ourselves in the foot by trying to do everything. 
You know, it's like, man, it's like, hey, you know, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. And we don't want to outsource anything. I can do it myself. And so we have to be willing to surround ourselves with those people who can do that job well also and, and allow us to, to move. And that was one of the things that truly helped me to be able to scale my business was putting the people around me who could do the job better than I could and trust them to do. And so that made me better as a leader because I was able to focus on the areas that I was strong at and trust my team. And so those are two people who are, are who have passed on, who um, I look up to, but then, you know, there are people who are still living who I, I hold in high esteem as far as who are leaders. Um, my current supervisor, he's, uh, I think that he's an outstanding leader, Dr. Greg Jones. Uh, you know, he's taken in and moved our organization, you know, in the three years he's been there um, to some phenomenal places. Uh, my brother is someone who I look up look up to. I, I believe that he's a phenomenal leader. A lot of the, the learning and the, the moves I've made has, has really come from some of the teachings and, and some of the modeling that he has done. And so uh, those are two people who, you know, I in today's point in time, I would say I definitely look up to and I, I lean on them for this one. And so there's others out there. There are authors out there who I, I truly enjoy. I love Robert Greene's books, The Art of War, 48 Laws of Power. Like, you know, he's written some really good literature. Um, you know, there are others out there who I, I listen to as well that I think, you know, um, have those good leadership traits. And I, I, I like sucking in uh, what they put out. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I like how you said that, you know, it's just the, the, the humility that it takes to be a leader, you know, is, is a, it seems like it is a manifestation of your ability to learn, right? So you can't learn effectively without acknowledging that you don't know everything, you know? And so I think that's really great. I know for myself, I, I tend to, uh, I tend to occupy that same place as far as like, putting people around me or seeking out information from people who I know are, are are more skilled in a certain area. And it did, you know, it took it took education. So yeah, it took education to get me out of that space because, you know, I came up from an entrepreneurial perspective, you know, everything was about the hustle, you know, how well I could get something done, how quick I can get something done, how quick, how lean I could live until I got whatever it was accomplished. And um, I'm, as I as I grow and educate myself, right, I'm learning like, that's not what, what, what CEOs do. You know, that's not what um, real founders are doing. That's what a lot of entrepreneurs are doing. And if you, you know, circle around on social media, you'll see a lot of hustling. You know, but that's not what that's not what real CEOs are doing. They're building out strategies that allow them to work less. And I didn't understand that for a long time. It's actually taking a lot of unlearning at this level of of business and, and mental and uh, personal growth. Because I was, you know, I feel like I was leaning so much at one point on education. You know, I'm the type of person who loves systems, right? Like I love learning new things. And so I would assume that because I knew this thing, that was gonna, you know, net me some kind of result. But that's not necessarily what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the application um, of knowledge. that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the applied knowledge, which goes back to your leadership, you know? And so that's why I'm like, okay, so maybe I don't need to know everything. Maybe I just need to take the tools I have and just implement like crazy, 
you know and so it, it is interesting listening to to the way that you are talking about leadership and education and the, the roles that they play uh, because I've been extremes on both sides like mm-hmm. all hustle you know saying all education and sometimes it's not they're not feasible to do that way you know what I'm saying you really got to mix the two and it takes a lot of unlearning to to actually mix them correctly uh, which is yeah. kind of where I'm at Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. I want to take a second and tell you about a service I've been using that has literally changed my life. Akita Ricks, the founder of SawyerScore.com, helped me erase negative items on my credit score, provided me a clear path to improving my credit, and raised my score by 100 points in the first 90 days. Like, whoa. The best part about all of this is all I had to do was follow instructions. Now, if you're like me and you need a credit bestie, you need to click the link below and schedule your absolutely free discovery call today. Tell them Kidboy sent you. And it's funny, you know, and, and you saying that, you know, I've known that you've done, been doing this podcast for some time. And I realized like, wow, you know, you're on episode 68. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, man, this, he's been doing this a minute. And I'm like, right, you know, I can remember when he first got this thing going <laughs> on. And so now, you know, let's think about your process. You know, you know, let's think right. about episode 10 to episode 20 to maybe episode 35. It's now episode 68. There's been some leading that you had to do, but there's probably been gaps right. when you had to learn. Like, you know, maybe the software yeah. is investment. Maybe I, you know, I need a new mic. You know, let me watch this YouTube video over here and educate myself on how to, you know, fix some of the feedback, whatever it may be that comes in yeah. in the process during the podcast. But it wasn't all leading. There was there was portions where you led the work, but then there was portions we got to take a step back and like, ain't nothing wrong with leading. Like that's on point. I need to figure <laughs> out how to do this better. So my, right. my 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 overall product is better, right? And yeah. so, and at scale, you know, that could look like something completely different. It could look like, oh man, I need to get a producer. I need to stop doing this because I need to put my time elsewhere. I need to put time into learning what the next phase of my business looks like. So I need to do a producer to make sure that he's doing, you know, all this behind the scenes. Yeah, it may be an investment, but this is where we have to understand our worth, right? Yeah, bro. And so I'll be the first <laughs> with JQLR. I'm the brains behind the business. Yeah. I can't be driving cars back and forth to Midway. I can't be driving cars back and forth to O'Hare. You know, that's a job that I, I delegate out to my drivers. You know, they're making a decent wage, but I'm more valuable than that. Nothing to them, right. but I'm the brain behind the outfit. And so if I was trying to constantly stay in the driver's seat and do this, I'll never be able to scale. Did it cost me to pay them? Absolutely. I have overhead, but that overhead is now being able to allow me to think, okay, so my overhead, how do I expand my, my profit zone? You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah. you know, there, and I have to learn now, you know, hiring somebody is allowing me to learn how to do that. And so my time is, is being used a lot more efficiently. I'm not overworked. Um, you know, I had a driver last night, you know, I had my son, driver last night came, nine, had to make a run in Midway, sent a, a lift to go pick up a car on the north side and they came. So if I would have had to do that, man, I'd been beat up today. And so, yeah. you know, they made good money, but I also had my peace of mind and I was able to be clear today to do the things that I need to do to keep those things growing. And so they are hand in hand, man. And so you're absolutely right. Man, you talking that talk, man. You talking that time <laughs> worth formula, man. That's That was a hard thing for me to do, man. I was, I'm in this uh, entrepreneurship group. Uh, it's called Client Attraction University. They're fantastic, brilliant folks, man. And they had us do a time worth uh formula you know and and really kind of break down the amount 
of uh, that your time is worth. And so um, yep. it really just opened my eyes to a lot of things. And it is that investment, right? You know, because again, I'm having to unlearn a lot of the education that I had, you know, as as just you know, somebody with a skill set and who was just out here doing, you know, your solopreneur type deal. Uh, and now I'm like, bro, how, how, just like you were saying, it's like, how do I scale this bigger? How do I do more? How do I have more impact with less personal involvement? Well, I got to get an editor. I got to get this. I got to get that because I can really scale this product out. Um, but I got to invest in the tools uh, to make yeah. that happen, which means, you know, my leadership ability has got to grow and I got to sit at somebody's feet to learn that. So, man, you, you're right on point, man. I I, I have really been um, through this process, have really just learned a lot, learned a lot, because, again, I'm, I can be really extreme, man. You know, like I'm like heavy one way or the other. <laughs> and, and so I'm learning to just, you know, like chill a little bit more and be like, all right, you got to delegate these things. I still go through like all the emotions, you know? And so uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a learning process, um, which is fun, man. And which is really, which, which is really fun. It's stressful, <laughs> but it's fun, man. Yeah. It's a good stress. It can be a good, as long as you allow it to be a good stress. Um, it, it definitely can be. Uh, I, you know, one of the things you said is you can be on both sides a lot of times, and so, uh, you know, there's a saying you can be um, a jack of all trades is a master of none. That's right. And one of the things that, and I, there's, I have my hands in a lot of pots. You know what I mean? And so, um, and you said at the beginning, like. You know what gives you the ability to multitask is one is and this goes back to robert green's book the 48 laws of power one of the things that he talked in that book is to plan all the way to the end yeah. and so he gives the analogy of a, of, a, of, a, of a warrior he was a general and you know he had the upper hand on this general but he didn't plan all the way to the end he didn't think all his things through and in the end he ended up being defeat you know to a, a less than general and so, because the other general planned all the way to the end. Like he thought about every single scenario, every single path that could be taken and had uh, an alternative for each. And so when we apply that to our business, how far out are we truly planning our business goals? Are we planning them just six months? Are we planning them a year out? Are we setting a vision that is lasting over a decade? You know what I mean? You may not be yeah. able to you're not tapping into your five right away, but you're operating with a sense that in five years, this is where I want to be. In between those, you're gonna realize like, okay, in order for me to do that, I gotta check this off, or I gotta check this off. Mm. And so it allows you to balance between when I need to learn something new, when do I need to leave? When do I need to hand something off so I can take on a new bucket of work? And so if we plan more effectively, I truly think that it helps uh, folks reach the balance of where, uh, you know, they're they're leading in there and they're getting the proper education, they're getting the right balance. Yeah. Do you think we're, uh, as a society, do you think we're too heavy handed in one way or the other? You think we got too many gurus out here or too many universities or too much, you know, like uh, um, rhetoric about education? I think, I think to me, I think young people need other alternatives. I think skill sets are super important and we got to employ people's skill sets. 
Um, because, you know, you got folks, and I'm sure you see some of this with the with the youths that you work with who are really, really gifted in certain areas. And then there's other things that they're just not good at, nor should they necessarily have to be, right? It's not a super essential function. Um, we just push it on them. You know, does that make sense? Absolutely. I think, um, so to answer the first part of your question, uh, I think that we live in a society that is ruled by instant gratification. Mm. And so what we forget is that, you know, you know, we were able to go live. People were able to see this live. We were able, we were going to be able to cut this, get the snippets and be able to drop the same episode next week. You see what I'm saying? Like there's a matter of a, a right away that we have in this society where, you know, folks are able to, you know, get their, they able to get on the phone and have the food is ready before they, you know, get to the restaurant, they can come pick it up and they can go. We, we're not at a place in the society where there's a lot of things that we have to wait on anymore. And so we expect that same result with our businesses. We expect that same result with learning. We expect that same result with our investments. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's yeah. just not the, the reality of it. Anything that's worth having is gonna take a little bit of grit and a little bit of grind. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, that if the food is that easy to make, it's probably not that good for you. You know, the meal's a little <laughs> bit tough to make, more than likely, you know what I mean? It's, it's probably have a little bit more. And so, you know, I say that to say, you know, I use my brother as an example. Like he's been an entrepreneur now for you know practically a decade. But if I think about his journey, you know, the man wrote anywhere from four years worth of blocks before he got a radio show. And then when he got the first radio show, there was no compensation for it. He was on a Saturday night, the time when nobody would listen. And he ran with that for a couple of years. And then they moved him to Sunday mornings. But as a result, there were different things, just the consistency and, and the, the constant chopping away at it that has led to him, you know, having a, an amazing executive coaching firm that has led him to be able to lead, you know, a transformational tour every year, like all these things that he's built. And so, you know, using him as that model, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't take no, that took some time. That didn't happen right. overnight. It wasn't a distant gratification in that journey. But see what happens is, you know, like a lot of times now people call me all the time asking about tour. People, man, will hit me like crazy inboxing me, hey, give me a call. And then this is the thing, anybody listening to this, you know, it's so you can get firsthand. You have to ask, why would I give you a call? You see what I'm saying? Like people put it in my inbox. Hey, here's my number. I got a few questions about tour. When you get time, give me a call. Like, are you serious? No, that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you reach out, you book a time, you know what I'm saying? I'll give you the free consultation. And then for anything else, because this did not happen overnight. If you're truly interested in Turo, yeah. if you're truly interested in building that, you're gonna be willing to put in the two to three work, two, two to three years of work that I did to get to this particular point. Now your path may not have to take that long because I have the formula. So that's why you pay. You know what I mean? To that formula. Tell them. You know tell them, I mean? man. People, people want people want <laughs> the handout. You know what I mean? And it's like that's just not how the ball game works. You know what I'm saying? My time is more valuable than that. And so you know, and this is why I tell them. I'm like, hey, this is what you need to think about when you come to the consultation. Have all this information ready. Text me when you're ready. I'll schedule for that 15 minutes. Nobody ever really reaches back out because in my mind they're not truly serious. They want the cheat card. And to true success, there is no cheat card. And so it to or let me not say to, to, to sustainable success. Ooh. There is no cheat card. Because you can be successful in the moment, but to sustainable success, there is no cheat card. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's 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 the thought, man. Like, you know, we we live in an instant gratification age 
and people want that that uh that dopamine hit right away they want that hit and we got to be able to control that hit if you're going to be a leader and you're going to build a business that's just mm-hmm. you got to control that dopamine hit you got to understand that it's going to come gradually until it comes abundantly right right that makes so much sense uh what you said uh, that this I don't think, and, and you said it so well, in order to get someplace fast, you know, in order to actually have, you know, cause we love the instant gratification, right? We love the idea of, I'ma just get it done. Getting it done like that involves real expert help, education. You could get it done super fast, but it's gonna cost you some investment and it's gonna cost you all of that attention that you spend in everywhere else. Like here lately, I've been unsubscribing from email lists, from communities, because I'm trying to (laughs) dial in to one thing. Because it don't do me no good to listen to people capping online. Yeah. You know, it doesn't do me any good to to, to hang out with people who, you know, and and I don't mean to, to like, you know, be dissing anybody, but I feel like I'm growing into a level of not only entrepreneurship, but just self-development that is beyond some of these groups. So you gotta you gotta move up, you know what I'm saying? And that takes more investment, it takes more time, it takes more focus. And I think that's one of the things that, that that's a disconnect, just like you said, that people don't understand. It's like, you know, you, you wanna move fast, which is fine, but you gotta you gotta be tapped into the right thing and you gotta be all in. Don't, you know, don't hit me up like, oh man, I didn't know it was gonna be all this. I was like, what did you think it was gonna be? You know? <laughs> that's hey, that is so, so true. And environment is everything. You know, one of the things I did this about about two years ago, I made this shift. Um, you know, a wise man once told me that you are you are a reflection of the five people that you hang out with. So That's you right. go through your phone, you know, you look at who the people you have the most conversation with, who you spend the most time with, you're a reflection of that crew. And so that can go from that to our social media. Go, you know, I, I would challenge folks to go into your followers if you're on Instagram, Snap, whatever you're on. But Instagram is the platform that I probably use the most. Go into your follower feed and it'll give you the, the, the 50 that you look at the most and the 50 that you look at the least. And I'll tell you the same thing. Look at that 50 that you're looking at the most and that's what you're absorbing. And then look at your screen time. Like that's what you're absorbing. That is the content. Mm that you're eating. And so one of the things that I did to alter that is I looked at that 50 and I'm like, man, if this doesn't align with my purpose or what it is that I want to be or what it is that I want to reflect, it's time for to be unfollowed. And then I replaced them with uh, things like the brand star or entrepreneurs who are putting out content about how to, you know, run a successful business. So my timeline has been now replaced with nothing but positive energy, uh, yeah. education around the, the field that I'm in, you know what I mean? Leaders who are going to challenge me to stretch my comfort zone. That's what my timeline is filled up with. I'm changing my environment. Yeah. By changing my environment, I stay uncomfortable because everybody I look at on a day-to-day basis is killing the game. They're killing the game. There's it's no time for, you know, the woe is me attitude. There's no time for, but if only I had this. No, 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 no. You gotta pull it up by the bootstraps, man. It's about it's about going out there. Nobody is gonna get it for you. Nobody's gonna do that. Nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? If you don't mm. care, nobody else cares. 
And so until, you know, you would have never, you would have never reached out or we would have never made this happen if I didn't care about my craft. You saw the energy right. that I put into my craft. And yeah. when you reached out, I looked at it like, man, you know, Kidway putting a lot of energy into this. Like he's passionate about this. I'm a supporter. You see what I'm saying? But Absolutely. if we wasn't on the same wavelength as far as the respect that we was giving our own craft, we wouldn't even met here. You see what I'm saying? And so that's the people, you know, they had come to you. Like, hey, man, we got a link. And you looking at the energy that they put into the young, like, ah, no, I'm not reflecting that type of energy. You know? Yeah, and so, so we have to surround ourselves with the environment that we want to be in. So I want to be in the upper echelon than what I am now. So I only surround yeah. myself with people who's in that. There's no point in me right. surrounding now. Does that mean I can't reach down and, and lend a hand to somebody? Absolutely not. But I have to see that you are serious about what it is that you're doing. And, and consistency will show that. Bruh, consistency is a lot, man. And I think that's one of the, you know, I think that's that's a leadership trait, right? You know, I think education is great, you know, but consistency and, and, and consistent uh, implementation of the applied knowledge that you have or the knowledge that you have you know, it just makes all the difference, you know, I, and, and for myself, as I have continued with this podcast and continue to reach out to people, you know, and it gives me an opportunity, one, to control the type of energy that I have, right? Because I get to, um, to, to create something that is bigger than myself, you know, um, all of these are free, you know, the entire reason I created Empower You podcast was because I wanted to, uh, create an environment where people could binge um, really great content, usable content, mm -hmm. content that really impact them in a positive way. Because I remember how I wasn't Gary, you know, I didn't have any mentors, you know, I didn't have, you know, a, a lot of people that I was looking up to, you know, and I was thankful for my family and things like that. But I didn't look around and be, and I, I wasn't, you know, super inspired by anybody, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, how many other young black boys are walking around super uninspired? The only thing they are inspired by is material things, not because that's the only thing that they're excited about, because no one has presented them with other alternatives, with other things that are interesting, with other things that, you know, employ some type of integrity that inspires them. I think, you know, as humans, we need that energy, you know? And so, um, I, I, for instance, I went to this uh, mastermind group in, in Atlanta, and um, there were two like, <laughs> so the, the founder of this company, he works with this group called Next Level Boys Academy. And um, they do some incredible stuff uh, for, for, for black boys, like omitting like thousands of years of prison sentencing through this program. It's just wild. And he had two of the young men uh, that he brought and hung out in this mastermind. I'm, I'm talking like legit, you know, millionaires in this room, super humble, super chill, all chopping up numbers, all just talking, you know, and, and figuring it out. You don't walk out of that room and then go back to wherever you at and not be, you know what I'm saying? Not be changed. And it's just exposure. They didn't do anything. Nobody, you know, it's just environment, just like you were saying, you know, and I think creating things like this podcast, you know, even the documentation that you do about your craft, those are inspiring. Like you don't, you don't, you don't have to fall into some of these pitfalls just in order to do well for yourself or to enjoy some things in your life. Um, and, and I think the narrative that we've been fed so often, how we've been educated to think about ourselves is not 
positive. It's it's, it's constantly laden with 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 false uh, um, ideas about who we are and what we do, what we like. Um, so I think that you know the way you're talking about controlling your environment, you know, and self educating through the positive associations that you have, you know, that's 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 huge, man. That's huge. What is a what is another What's a, a main thing you wish a lot of young people uh, and anybody who's listening to this podcast would uh, understand about their education um, and how to apply that in a, in a, as a leader of their own life? Knowledge is free. And, you know, it's anything, you know, I'm, I'm very well traveled. I've been to, I'll say now about 12 countries. Um, I think the only only continent I haven't been to is Antarctica, but you know that can that can wait a little bit. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know, in doing so, you know, a lot of people are like, man, you you don't ever, I never see you with tour guides. You don't, you know, you don't use a travel agent. Why is that? Well, there's this thing called the internet where I can go read blogs of backpackers and, and people, you know, take these trips and you know. My most my recent trip to Costa Rica, I read up on Costa Rica for about six hours. Just, you know, if you look at the articles, you know, the different things that I read, you know, reading about the different towns and where I wanted to go and just truly getting an understanding of what it is that I was getting myself into. And so by the time I got there, I was more than comfortable driving halfway across the country in a car. You know what I'm saying? And through the mountains. And because I understood what it was that was ahead of me because I prepared right. myself. Now, it's nothing wrong with getting a tour guide but you're paying them to facilitate something that, you know, you won't have. I have that knowledge now. Nobody can take that away from me. I can forever go to Costa Rica unless there's some, you know, governmental shift. I can forever go there and that knowledge will remain. And so in going through it myself, you know, it's taking me one step closer. So that was just one example as far as traveling, but knowledge is free. If I truly, you know, if I wanted to change courses right now and just say something random, like, hey man, I want to learn how to be a medical doctor. Something as, as, as crazy as, <laughs> as that. While school is expensive, right. I can go buy every book that those same doctors are reading. Now, yeah. the application part may not necessarily be there. It's, it's the app, applying that knowledge is a lot different. But as far as going to obtain it, man, it is not too much that we can't go obtain or at least learn about and get some extensive knowledge in. Uh, and pay for it. Most most things we can go and learn for free in this in this society. And by taking that, you'll learn how to apply it. Opportunities will come to apply it if it's something that you're interested in. So that's something I really want young people to know. If you're passionate about something, don't wait on anybody to give you the opportunity. Go do yeah. what you got to do for yourself. And in doing so, I truly believe in, in energy in the universe and attracting those things to you. We have the ability to speak things into existence. And so much of what it is that I do is truly just speaking things into existence. And I have to be careful of saying if. So like the whole idea of, you know, my goal was 20 cars by the end of this year. My goal is 20 cars by the end of this year. You know, granted, there's no major setbacks. I will get to 20 cars by the end of this year. I am putting that into the universe. Sometimes it's gonna be uncomfortable to put things into the universe because there is part of us, like you said, there's gonna be doubts there. The way we've been programmed in many times have been to doubt our own abilities, but we have to challenge ourselves. And so, you know, that is my push to the young people. Don't ever stop challenging yourself and don't ever think that all knowledge, you don't have to pay for it. You know, facilitated knowledge, you have to pay for it. 
but just right. going to, to get it, you know, the systematic learning and the, the formal learning, yeah, those things you're gonna have to pay for. But the reality of it is, hey, you can go on YouTube, and I'm a painter. I like, you know, I paint people's homes. You can go on YouTube and watch a painter paint and learn how to paint on YouTube. You know, so yeah. there's a variety, of, you know, almost everything, any trade, any skill set can be learned without paying for it. But if you want it to be facilitated, that you have to pay for it. So don't let anything or anyone make you think that you can't reach for what it is that you want to reach. Right. And, and you'll learn enough to know if you really want to do this before you start paying anybody to learn <laughs> you know what i'm saying and that's 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 another thing what's what's one of the big hurdles that you that you encountered while you were implementing right you said like when you were in your late 20s you going into um you going into your 30s and you having some mental shifts you know that's got a that comes with a lot of different um separation a lot of grief you know and i say grief because there's aspects of yourself as you grow up that you just have to let go of there's uh parts of yourself that you have to mature out of and i think we're really tight right we 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 learn to survive using these emotional and mental constructs and so um i think we run into that a lot of times, especially as we get older, we're like, oh man, you know, this is, I've done this for years. This is, this is blah, 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 blah. And it's like, man, that's not serving you anymore. So what, what was the main thing you had to allow to let go of, you know, because it wasn't serving you that enabled you to level up? Because before we get to this thought exercise, you know, I, I know because I understand the power of resistance, right? The moment you get some great information, you go try to implement, you're gonna be met with resistance. So I don't want people to jump off this live or to get off this video or to turn off this podcast and go try to implement and then they're gonna run into something and they be like, see, them brothers is lying, they ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, because that's what that's what'll happen, right? The resistance will get in your head and be like, you never should have tried this. You need to just go back to chilling with your people, blah, 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 you ain't meant for this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, which is just blatantly not true. So tell me something that you uh, encountered that you had to get over, that you had to let go of, that you had to separate yourself from, that perhaps our listeners are going to run into and that they need to be aware of when they go try to implement um, the education and the leadership that it takes to be uh, the next version of themselves. So that was that's really good. And the 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 main hurdle and i think that a lot of people deal with this hurdle is we have to get away from caring what other people think. we have to get away from it and the reason why i say that is because the more and more you get to your success and the goal points that you want to get the more and more you're leaving the vast majority of the crowd you're leaving the the, the the 90 percenters, right? And so the more strides that I take forward, the distance that I'm seeing that is being created, and I'm gonna be honest, with this distance is being created, if I cared what other people were thinking, or if I cared about like, oh, this person now, this person this, I would have not even started to really make, you know, that transition. We have to stop caring what other people think. Now, to the point about resistance, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. That's right. So, so, so for the to the people who are listening who think like, oh, well, how can I avoid it? You won't avoid it. 
the question is, can you uh, can you predict it? As leaders, we have to be visionaries, right? As leaders, we have to be able to envision where it is that we want to be, and we also have to predict our pitfalls. We have to predict the things that are going to get in our way. So no different than you're listening to this right now, and if there has been pieces of nuggets that you've been able to take out of this, take that nugget and say, okay, I want to apply this nugget, but what could my potential hurdle be for this mm-hmm. thing? And predict what the resistance is going to be. So that way, when the resistance comes, you're not looking at it like, oh my God, resistance. You're looking like, hey, I've been waiting on I've been waiting on You see what I'm saying? It's a yeah. difference because then you're ready to take it head on. If we walk out of this thing acting as if there won't be any resistance, of course, as soon as it hits, you go, ah, see, this is why I can't do it. But if you embrace the fact that there will always be Resistance, you'll always be stretching your comfort zone. Then, as soon as you step out of this, you're looking for it now. You're looking for the bully. The bully gonna be a little bit more resistance to run up on you if you come looking for him. Because he don't like, oh, they got up on this one sleeve here. Like, man, you know, I'm the same way if you come looking for the bully. But if we get out of this and we, you know, trying to duck and dodge the bully, we can't see, we can't see in the 360. Bully's still gonna sneak up on you and it's gonna knock you out. And then when you wake right. up, you're gonna be sitting there like, see, and now you're gonna be discouraged. So my whole thing is expect the hurdles, plan for the hurdles. They will come. The more prepared you are for the hurdles, the easier to be to navigate. You see what I'm saying? And so, but yeah. also, you can't care what other people think. You gotta stay out of your own way. You can't care. Because at the end of the day, remember what I told you, they truly don't care about what you got going on, only you do. So you can't be caring about what they think. And yeah. so and predict the hurdles know that they're going to come resistance is, is is not an if but it's only a matter of when yeah ooh that's strong man that's strong that is strong you said leadership you should be anticipating what yeah. the potential pitfalls are going to be even in your own character that's how I feel even in your own character if you know you're the type of person who, who has a hard time completing things you're gonna have to figure out some methodology to help you do that you know and incorporate something into your daily routine you know if you know that you succumb to peer pressure you're gonna have to change your circle people are gonna get mad at you like you know i think it's really powerful that you said that because you know as you're listening and watching this 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 podcast you know if you're thinking about making some shifts i think that's so powerful write down the potential pitfalls of this of of, of what you're about to try to do you know what i'm saying um that's that's so that's huge man that's huge one of the things that you know this is uh i truly believe that this is why people feel their new year's resolutions at such a high rate is because we try to implement something without taking something away and so for every action there's a reaction so if i'm gonna say hey i'm gonna start getting up and going to the gym every day there has to be something that you put on the back burner because there's been something you've been doing with that time. And so you can't expect to come in and, and try something brand new into your life without taking something away. And so we have to be ready to, for whatever sacrifices comes with the journeys that we want to take. And so, you know, like with, with these things that with the goals that you're setting as a result of listening to this, understand that there will have to be a sacrifice. If this is my new goal, this is where I want to get. Now, don't just put that goal there. What am I willing to sacrifice to make that goal happen? And in between there somewhere, you'll find what your resistance is. Wow, that's strong, man. 
Yeah. You said people implement new things without taking anything off of their plate. That is uh that's an entrepreneur thing right there, man. I think, you know, that's what catches a lot of us up, you know, and it's what catches me up too. You know, that's what I'm learning. It's like, you can't do everything. Like I said, I'm like, I'm unsubscribing. I'm taking myself out of things because I'm just like, all of y'all can't be talking to me at once. Yeah. I'm focusing on doing this right here. And I'm going to really dig in until I see what I want to see in this particular thing. And once I do, then I'm a change. I had a, I heard a guy who said it like this. He said, you ever take a, a magnifying glass and like light the ant on fire in, in the sun? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, you know, that's what your focus is like. He said, you gotta, you gotta only be focused on laser, a laser beam on that one thing until you that catches fire. And then once that catches fire, then you could maybe shift to something else and then catch that on fire. You know, and, and if that time get shorter you know what i mean you think you're losing time well i gotta do all these things at once blah blah blah. it's like you're actually wasting more time trying to do so many things than you would if you just applied that time to do one thing you know what i'm saying that's huge man that's huge okay listen man uh we hitting an hour i want to be respectful of your time uh it's been good yeah man do you have time to give us a thought exercise before we wrap this up Absolutely, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, bet, man. So our thought exercises are something actionable we can take advantage of as we close out the episode, as we move on with our day, um, as you getting on the train, bus, whatever you're doing and, and, and you're moving on from this, I want you to take the thought exercises and implement them immediately because that's how we really capitalize on, on what we're learning is by implementing, applying the knowledge that we have. So, um, Quentin, if, if, you, if you're ready with our thought exercise, man, let's do it. Okay. Here's something that I challenge folks to. And a lot of us are either working remote or a lot of us are either starting to go back in person. So I, you know, about 60% of my work week is remote. I spend about more than like 70%. Um, I go into the office half day on Friday and I go for a full day on Tuesday. And so before when I was commuting every day, um, I had about 45 minutes to an hour commute. Now, there's a lot of things that you can do in the car in that time. Talk to somebody, listen to music, or you could do something that is going to maximize that time. And so I want you to think about times throughout your day that is not being occupied by anything important. And what can you place in that spot that is going to better you? That's not going to be painful. So that phone call that you might have, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to call you on the way home from work. I'm dedicating this 30-minute drive to work to listening to this audiobook. Because guess what? That's two and a half hours a week. And the average audiobook is five hours, which means I can read two books a month in time that is already sitting there. That time is already there. I don't have to substitute that time out with anything. You know what I'm saying? And so people, you know, go work out. They go work out and they got their music playlists. I understand the music might get you hyped, but what can you listen to that is going to, to, to take you to the next level? What can you implement in some time that you already have that's not much of a sacrifice that you can get something out of? Because right now we, we have a lot of time that just sits around that is yeah. just time. And we don't, we don't get time back. And so what I encourage people to do is look throughout your day, what time is idle? And you know, idle time is, is the devil's playground. <laughs> idle mind is the devil's playground, right? You know, yeah. so, Sam, to get. so we don't want our mind to be idle. And so 
if we have different points throughout, even in our lunch break, Mr. Well, Mr. Harris or Quentin, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't commute to work. I remote, I got kids, this and the other, you can get a lunch break. You do get times throughout your day when you have a time to just chill out and there's nothing spent there. And so I don't want you to use your self-love time, the time that you would be moving and doing something anyway, what can you put in that space that will maximize something? So whether that's your commute to work, whether it's your time at the gym, maybe it's that 30 to 40 minutes before you go to sleep, you know, what can you put in that space that will take you to the next level and you don't really have to move anything? So that is that is my thought exercise for people. That's my challenge to folks. Mm. I have found for me, I wasn't much for one. For I, I got a lot of books back here and these are good books and I've taken time to go through them. But I know for me, reading an audio book and just having a notebook that I'm able to drop notes in and, and like, hey, ooh, this was a good man. What line was this? Oh, 51 minutes, 30 seconds. Cool, let me write this down. I'm gonna come back to that. And so that works for me. And so I've been able to get in a lot of books over the last year by just substituting time that I would have spent on the phone or I would have spent listening to the new Donda album and putting on an <laughs> audio book, right? And making yeah. sure that, hey, I'm gonna get my 30 minutes in the morning in on this audio book. And so that way I can apply this knowledge later. And so, yeah. yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge hack, y'all. A lot of us spend a lot of time consuming but we don't invest in our mental space. You know what I'm saying? Well, back and to that, the knowledge is free, man. And there's a lot of stuff that you can just go, you know, go online and just go on YouTube. And a lot of these audio books are just sitting there. All you got to do is hit play. All you got to yeah. do is hit play. And so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's huge, man. Listen, y'all, go out and implement. Utilize the dead space in your day that you would have spent scrolling or you know, listening to new albums or watching funny stuff. I like to watch Country Wayne sometimes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, but I'd be having to catch myself. I'm like, bruh, come on, get it get it together, you know? And we uh, all hey, gotta Country do Wayne that. Country Wayne ain't gonna get your bills paid. That's Country right. Country Wayne, and you, every time you watch Country Wayne, he getting money, you see That's what I'm right. saying? That's right. He getting money put in his pocket. So, you know, I ain't hating on Country Wayne, but at the end of the day, that's time that you will never get back. That's his time that you just put into his pocket why not invest that into something that's going to bring you something? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, y'all, invest your time. That's a that's a big one for me. I, I like to listen to books and audiobooks and stuff. And so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redouble my efforts to, to occupy more space, man, with books and, and good seminars. And they're all on YouTube. They are they are for free on YouTube. It's It's great. It's great. Uh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being here and for you taking some time um, and for that great thought exercise on how to maximize the time that is just kind of dead and sitting there in our day, man. It's, that's a game changer. You give that a year, oh man, you'd be a totally different human just by the information you've received. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Is there anything uh, you want to let us know about before you before we wrap this up or uh, are you okay? Uh, you know, folks can, if, if you ever want to get more information, definitely feel free to reach out. You can uh, follow me on my platforms. Um, on, I'm, I'm on Instagram the most. So you can follow me at Instagram. Uh, my handle is B Quentin Harris. Uh, you see my name here, so just put the before it, at B Quentin Harris. Um, if, you're in, if you're in the Chicagoland area and need a car, uh, you can look me up at Just Quick Little Runs. JQL stands for Just Quick Little Runs. And then, um, or you can go and see pretty much all of this stuff at my website, which is hybridfocusconsulting.com. So uh, if you have a small business and 
you know, want a free consultation, I would, you know, love to look and see what you got going on and potentially brainstorm with you some, some growth possibilities. And, and it's not always even about growth. Sometimes it's about making what we have more efficient. And so, right. you know, if you feel like you're in a space where you're not as efficient as what you could be, give me a call. I'll take a look and I'll put a personal proposal for you together and, and we can see how we can help the business. That's love, man. Listen, y'all hit him up. Y'all hit him up if you need Turo, any educational things, man. He got it on lock over here. Listen, man, I love what you're doing. I love watching your growth um, and and the things that you're doing with your brother and everything, man. Super encouraging. And um, I'm glad you're out here crushing it, man. Thank you for being a part of uh, Empower You Podcast and pouring into us today. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Glad I could. Yeah, man. So listen, y'all, go implement, go do something, fill up that dead space and uh, let's let's make this happen. Okay. thank you all for being here. I will talk to y'all on another episode. Peace. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.